Yo. <laughs> You're listening to the Blonde Ambition Podcast with Roxy Brown, and I'm trying out new intros. I want to say hey, hey guys, all the time. So I'm going to try out some different intros, and you guys can give me your feedback. Uh, today's episode is number eight, and we're going to talk about social media, specifically probably LinkedIn, because that's where most of you know me from, and how I write posts that get, uh, according to some of you, buttloads of views. So first, though, I just wanted to say that you guys, I have been a tad bit stressed. I am hosting, putting on an event uh, next, the end of next week for a bunch of my corporate security friends. And I love you guys. I love you, my security folks, but most of you, most of us get sucked into the office. We've got really serious jobs, right? We've got so much stuff on our plates and they forget to get out of the office every once in a while and network and see each other and just have a relaxing day. So I'm hosting an event. It's like a networking thing and it's invite only and it's going to be a super fun day. But I'm going to be really vulnerable with you and just really honest. I don't think any of us ever completely get over feeling like we're like the 16-year-old high school kid and no one's going to show up to our party. Do you know what I mean? Like that, those nerves. So we've already got really great, really fun people that have RSVP'd and I'm really excited for the day. But I'm a little bit stressed, you guys. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, I know I'll have fun once the day gets here, but getting everything set up and making sure that everything's in place and food and, and fun and little goodie bags and I'm a little stressed. So I will actually have pictures and videos and all sorts of cool stuff to show you after the day. So like not next week, but week after I'll start sharing some of those and we might even do a podcast on it. So Uh, I'll kind of give you some tips maybe on what I thought worked really well and what I thought didn't. So you guys can plan your own little events uh, for your your network. So yeah, that might be a good podcast. Uh, Today, I want to talk though about how I make posts and how they get a ton of views. And it's really... It's really strange to me because I think we're just, it's all relative and people, I've been getting messages, like tons of messages asking me how I do this. So I'm just going to walk you through my process, right? I mean, this is how I do it. My last post, second to last post, right? Uh, first of all, my post average about 100,000 views per post, Um, I have like, I don't know, 8,500 followers on LinkedIn or connections on LinkedIn. They're not all connections. Some of them just follow. Some of them are actually connected. I think I've got like about 8,500 and, um, my post averaged about a hundred thousand views per, um, I don't know, once every probably month I make one that goes like what I guess what I would consider a little bit viral. It'll go up to several hundred thousand or a million views and, I get a lot of emails asking me, how do you keep your post at the tippy top of my newsfeed all the time? Like, what is the LinkedIn algorithm? So if some of you don't know, every different social media channel has what they call a different algorithm, which is basically how behind the scenes that app or that website, how they push some content and don't push others. So... 
I really pride myself, you guys, on I'm a scientist that really enjoys marketing and branding and advertising. And so I am a super nerd. I really pride myself in in like beating these algorithms and figuring out these algorithms. And I'm going to start this podcast off by saying I have absolutely no idea what LinkedIn's algorithm is. I have not been able to make heads or tails of it. If you have, please private message me, tag me, whatever you want to do. But I have not been able to make heads or tails of this. What I do know about LinkedIn is that LinkedIn, and it makes sense, LinkedIn does help push to the top of the newsfeed posts that get really good engagement rates. Uh, so there's a difference on LinkedIn. There's, it's, it's, this is true with every channel. There's a difference between connections and followers on LinkedIn and engagement rates. So I'm not going to call anybody out in particular, but some of you have like, and you boast about having like 10, 15,000 connections, and that's great. But your engagement rate, which is if you've got 10,000 connections, how many of those people actually engage with you on on your posts? Some of you got 10, 15, 20,000 connections, and you got one or two likes on your posts, which doesn't necessarily mean that your post is terrible, but that does mean that your engagement rate is not great. So when you look at people and when people try to help you with, I I get contacted all the time by people who want me to pay them to help with my, my LinkedIn and my social media, which I really just prefer to do it myself. I feel like I do a, you know, I feel like it's me. I'm not saying I feel like I do a good job at it. I'm saying that I don't think anyone else could do it from my perspective. And that's really important to me to that my social media channels be from my perspective. But if you're gonna hire somebody, right, and you're you're getting people that are asking you um, to pay them for help with your social media, you need to look at engagement rates because don't just say, oh man, this person has 20,000 followers, I want them to help me. It doesn't matter how many followers you have, you guys. It does not matter. If you have great engagement rates, that's the point. Some people pur- purposely choose to keep their their connections on Instagram, I mean, not on Instagram, on LinkedIn, to, to keep their LinkedIn connections uh, more personal as far as knowing the people or feeling like the people are really into whatever service or product they provide. And so they might purposely only have 500 or 1,000 connections. So you can't judge connections, is what I'm trying to say, on how great of traffic your LinkedIn page will get. That That doesn't necessarily get you anywhere. So you have to look at engagement rate and LinkedIn does, I think, I think part of their algorithm algorithm is that LinkedIn helps push posts that have a really good engagement rate. And if you think about it from the point of LinkedIn, right, that actually makes sense because if they have a really good engagement rate and that doesn't mean that people really like their posts, it just means that they have a strong reaction one way or another and they're commenting and interacting on the post. If they have a really good engagement rate, then that obviously means people are interested in it, whether they really dislike it or whether they really like it. So it does make sense that that the, the page, that LinkedIn would help push to the top something that they feel like people are really interested in. Likewise, if there's a post that doesn't really gain any traction, and no matter how many connections a person has, if there's one like on it in 24 hours, it doesn't mean it's not a great post, you guys, that's not what that means, but it just means that people aren't having a strong reaction to it, and so LinkedIn doesn't pick up and and push that post in particular. So the only thing I do know about LinkedIn's algorithm is that they do push posts that have a lot of engagement. That's what I know. 
I cannot tell you, I don't think it zeroed in on, on people. I don't. I don't think that automatically if, like, even though I made a post a week ago that's like at a million and a half views right now, I don't think that if I posted another post, it would automatically rise to the top. I really think it has to do on, with engagement on individual posts. Uh, but again, if I figure out how to crack this code, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I just don't know. What I do know, and this is kind of funny, when you sit back and think about it, it's a work, it's supposed to be a business platform. And I do agree with that. Like I, I, I love that LinkedIn is a business platform. And I'm not saying that, you know, pictures and whatever have no place on LinkedIn, your LinkedIn should be whatever the heck you want it to be. But I feel like we've kind of already got a place for like more of our personal stuff, you know, like Facebook and Instagram and Snap, I don't know. Regardless, uh, it was it was originally started LinkedIn was to sort of be more of a work post. Um, and I think I, th I think that it's kind of strange to me that the the post of mine, and this is just my experience, that have gone the most viral, have sort of been roundabout like work related, right? But they've been some of my most personal and vulnerable stories. So like the first post, one of the first posts that I had that went to like over half a million views was the one where I told people about the fact that when I was young, I had to live in my car for a bit. Like I was homeless and it was really, I mean, I'm not ashamed of it. It's my story, right? It's, it's life that I have lived, but it's kind of weird to me that that was, that post really went viral. And the post about the fact that I took a two year break in my employment history and just kind of regrouped, uh, re-energized myself, that post went viral. So it's a little bit hilarious because if you would just look, I try to add really a lot of value. Like I, I really do. I try to, to give people uh, tips based on what I have learned in my life and things that have worked for me. And so it's really kind of funny that if you would just hit my high points, uh, my high points being the ones that like went viral, you would have found out that I used to sleep in my car and that I took a two year break. <laughs> I don't think it's a really great representation of me necessarily. But the thing is, I think that you're seeing a lot of people who try to act like experts on LinkedIn. And whether that's true or not, I think it's very, very true that people want to know you and then they want to know what you know. So I think that you can be the most amazing, uh, the most amazing maker of pottery in this entire planet, that you can make things that no one else can make, that your pieces of pottery sell, they're priceless, you know, that people line up around the street to buy them. But if you just come at people with, so I'm a pottery pro, I think that turns people off. And, and it doesn't reflect on the fact that you're great at pottery or not. You know what I mean? I think, I think that, I think that the real value in LinkedIn and in any other social media channel is really letting people get to know you. And I try to do that and I think it works really well. I try to let people get to know me through my work. So if you wanna know about you know what I do on the weekends, Spoiler alert, it's not that it's not that exciting. But you know, some of my personal life I share on, on Instagram. I don't know, it's just dumb stuff. It's just my life. It's just like me in the gym, you know what I mean? Or like me out to lunch and I take pictures of like shoes I like when I'm shopping, you know? Uh 
that's sort of more my personal life. I try to let people get to know me that way. And then on LinkedIn, I try to let let people get to know me based on, on my business and what I do and the lessons I've learned in business. And it's not me coming at people saying, I'm an expert at this, you know what I mean? It's just like, this is what happened to me. And people really value that. And I get so many beautiful messages and emails Every single, you know, time that I do one of those saying, thank you, I, I've, I've, I've experienced that similar situation too, and I'm thankful that you're brave enough to talk about it. And I think people are really looking with people, people online are looking for connection. Like, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's outdated to say that people don't want to connect, that people just sit at home on the internet and just order their food in. Even millennials who get like a terrible rap, they're looking for a connection. They just maybe don't know how. You know what I mean? I think millennials are incredibly intelligent people. And I do think that they maybe uh, communicate in a different way than some of the older generation does, right? Because they grew up around the internet. They're communicating in a different way. But that doesn't mean that they're not seeking to, to get to know someone and to actually build a relationship. That they're, they're really searching that out. You just have to, you have to reach them where they're at. So, I mean, back to, back to the, the point of what I'm trying to say is that I'm not coming at anybody saying, oh, you should do this and I'm a visionary and I'm an expert at this and that. Uh, this is a side note, you guys. Never not humble. This is a true, true, true story. So, <laughs> someone shared my post and uh, literally was so kind enough as to call me a compassionate human being and a visionary. I can't even believe that like those are like the two best compliments to be compassionate and to be forward thinking like to be a visionary that's that's incredible that someone would say that about me and I was trying to tell my girlfriends about this and literally while trying to type the fact that I was called a visionary I dropped my phone in the container full of lunch that I had which happened to be full of zucchini grilled zucchini and so I was talking about, you know, yeah, like I'm, I'm totally a visionary and I dropped my phone in my plate of food. So uh, here's hoping that visionaries can be clumsy because, yeah. Anyhow, never not humble, right? Uh, but the thing is, is that I don't think that people, I, I think that people want to know what you know, but they want to know why you know it. How do you know it? I think that's the takeaway. Like if you don't hear anything else from this podcast, you can't just tell people what you know because that's totally open to, I don't know who the heck you are. You're on the internet. Do I know you? Do, do, have you really done what you say you've done? If you'll explain to people how you know this to be true, then all of a sudden people are learning about you and they're forming a connection, even be it online, a business relationship. They're forming a connection with you, right? And then they're getting some value from that. And so I think that that is the takeaway from, from how I write posts on LinkedIn. And I know that I wish I could give you a formula, but genuinely that that's what I know about what works. So let's talk about numbers because I think, and I'm going to say this for myself too, we're all a little bit jaded as to what these numbers mean. 
So someone emailed me and they were asking me how they could monetize their LinkedIn the way that I have, which I've never said that I've monetized my LinkedIn because here's the truth. I directly from the platform, be it from LinkedIn or from anyone else, I have never made a dime, not one dime. So LinkedIn, I'm not sure... I think there's a little misconception out there. LinkedIn does not pay me, nor anyone else that I know of, for writing a viral post. Like, I, they just don't. I've never even heard from LinkedIn as far as, hey, we want you to, we want to pay you five cents for every click. Like, that, I don't know that they do that, but they certainly haven't offered it to me. Uh, and I've never done any, like, advertising on LinkedIn. Uh, not saying I wouldn't ever. If I love something and I use it and I love it, I tell everybody about it, but I I haven't. I've never made a dime from LinkedIn. What I've made are connections from LinkedIn. I've made connections that some of them have turned into business, Uh, but never from one of my posts, never from an advertiser. LinkedIn is truly something that I just do because I enjoy networking with people. I enjoy having a network of people. I sometimes reach out to my network when I'm in need of something. Sometimes people in my network reach out to me when they're in need of something and they know that I do it. It's really genuinely networking. And I think sometimes we get jaded about the fact that So someone messaged me and says, oh, Roxy, I need your help. My post only got like 400 views. I need your help. And I understand I get caught up in it sometimes too. You guys, I will make a post that I think is just the bomb.com and it really doesn't turn out great. And I mean, I get it. It's relative. The ones even for me that don't do great are still at really high numbers views. But I get tied up in, oh man, that must not have been a good post because, you know, not a ton of people commented and liked and shared it. But here's the thing, you guys, if I could tell you that you had a chance to speak to a room full of 400 people, right? I'm going to give a speech. I mean, you're going to give a speech. I'm putting on an event. They're going to be sitting there and they're going to be listening and you're going to get a chance to say what it is that you want to say. You're going to introduce yourself, who you work for, what it is that you do and give a little speech You guys, you would prepare, I would prepare for that for weeks in advance. It would be so nerve-wracking. You would spend countless hours thinking about what you were going to say. Probably, unless, I mean, heck, sometimes I do just wing things. But you would prepare for that. You would get out there and you would give a speech. And you guys, once that speech was done and you, you know, 400 people clapped for you, you would feel like you had just won the lottery. I would. I would be like, holy crap, 400 people, you guys saw my face, know my name, and know the name of my businesses is Tangent Group. That would be like a no-brainer. You don't even have to pay me. I will show up and I will speak to your 400 people just for the name recognition alone, just to have them hear Roxy Brown and Tangent Group. And I'm not sure about you, but I spend probably about 10 or 15 minutes on a LinkedIn post. I may think about it for a little bit and I may, you know, change some of the wording around and kind of sit at my computer for 10 or 15 minutes and kind of back it up a little bit and then, you know, rewrite. So I spend maybe about 10 or 15 minutes on it. And even if I'm saying only because some of you guys have written me and said only 400 people have seen this post, you guys, 400 people 
have seen that post, have seen your name, have seen your company's name. Like, don't get caught up in it, you guys. I got a million and a half views on a post that I just made seven days ago. Like, it's still climbing and I have not made any money off of it. There's not some secret, secret, you know, bank account that I have that LinkedIn is paying me five cents for every click and you guys are missing out. That's not true. Now, I'm just not saying I'm not thankful for it. That post in particular, the one that I just made, I'm so incredibly shocked and grateful by because I think it opened the door to a conversation that I really hope we sort of keep in the keep in the back of our minds and keep talking about. You know, gaps in employment does not make you unhirable or in any way, shape or form lazy. Like, I'm so glad that that took off because the conversation got started and I'm really genuinely honored that I could help start that conversation. And I'm really grateful that so many of you responded with your own stories. But the truth of the matter is, is that the actual number of views and any sort of monetary or popularity way doesn't really do anything. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... It didn't net me a bunch of money. It didn't net me a ton of clients. What it netted me was some beautiful stories and some incredibly kind emails that have just been, you know, thanking me for sharing my story. And that that means the world to me. It does. But it would mean, it, it should mean, and it does mean just as much to us. If you can affect change or if you can offer 400 people the opportunity to think maybe in a different way, that's amazing. That's amazing. So don't get down on yourself on numbers, you guys. Don't put out content that you guys really feel great about, that you feel like you are are would would stand by. You know what I mean? That that you would get up in front of 400 people and give a little 10-minute speech. Put out content that you would speak to people about. And whether or not that gets a ton of views, sometimes it's the time of day, you guys, that you put it out. Like Friday afternoons are just notoriously terrible to put out content on LinkedIn because people are going home. People are, you know, trying to get out of there, trying to start their weekend and not a ton of people go on LinkedIn on Friday afternoon. So you can get overlooked really easily or Monday mornings. People come in and they're like so swamped with the day that a ton of people don't actually look at LinkedIn on Monday mornings. It really gets going, you know, probably around Tuesday. So sometimes you can make the most amazing post and you can stand by it and it can add so much value to the community. And it just doesn't get a ton of traction because even if you just maybe posted it on the wrong day. So you got to play around with the timing of your posts. But what I'm trying to get at is put out content that you feel good about because when it does come time that you make that one post that people just, you know, it's like everything is right, the timing is right, the the people are loving it. When you make that post, what's going to happen is they're going to go back through your old post. I'm telling you they do. They go back through your old posts and all of a sudden you get likes and comments and engagement on old posts that you made that weren't that great at the time. But now all of a sudden that people are sort of recognizing your name they'll start going back through your old stuff. And it's really important that you have stuff that you feel strongly about, that you value, that you feel like adds value to people sort of in in the background of your of your LinkedIn so that people can go back and look through that and really get to know you. Like I get the kindest emails, you guys, from people that feel like they've gotten to know me because I, I they saw one post of mine 
and then they go back and look through things and they do. I, I hope that's the point of it. I hope that they get a feel for who I am. Literally, you guys, some of my posts are the fact that I spilled coffee in my shoe. And that's just the uh, day in the life of Roxy Brown. Like the cup just tipped over forward, you guys, and spilled directly into my shoe, you know? And, but that's part of people, that's part of me just being real and people getting to know me. And I've got, you know, months and months and months of that on my LinkedIn that people can go back and look through. And so don't think that if you make a post today that only gets 50 views or only gets 500 views that 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 is in any way, shape, or form a lost cause. It's not. You just have to be consistent. You have to really make a post that you would stand by and just keep going, you know? And know that, like I said, you guys, if you can spend 15 minutes on something and 400 people can see it, do you know what kind of return on investment that is as it pertains to just name recognition and branding? Like every single one of them, you guys, does not have to be a home run. But if people see your name, if people see Roxy Brown like a handful of times, all of a sudden they're going to go, wait a minute. Yeah, Roxy Brown. I know who that is. Like that's the whole point of it, you guys, is not you can't post one post and make a sale. Every single post you post cannot be ads for your business as much as we would love them to. Right. As much as I would love to just post like once a week and just go, hey, I own Tangent Group. You need tactical training, you need security, you need to know how to protect your people in the workforce, come to me. I would like to post that post every single week over and over, but it wouldn't, that's not the point of a social media channel, right? That's advertising. And if you want to advertise, you, you got to do something different, you know, but LinkedIn, it's not gonna, now things may change. I don't know. I'd sign a petition to get LinkedIn to pay us for likes. <laughs> I'd sign that. Uh, I don't know how that would all work. Honestly, I don't. But I mean, I can't speak for anyone else. But you guys like, I, I think you think there's some magical thing. And I'm getting paid some enormous amount of money. And I hope that you're not disappointed when I say that I'm not, you know, so I think that's, I think it when it boils down to it, you guys, Tell people how you know things. Show them the story behind why it is that you know things. Don't just come out with people with, oh, I'm an expert at this. Tell them why. Show them why. Give them reasons. Give them something to, to get to know you about, you know? Tell the story. Tell how you learned it. And I think people will really, you know, that'll really start the snowball moving, so I hope that you, I hope that you have gained something from this. Send me the petition, right, dot org so that I can sign it so we can all monetize <laughs> LinkedIn. But I appreciate you guys listening. You guys cross your fingers for me that my event goes really well next week. And I will post a ton of pictures and videos and I'll come back on the podcast and tell you where you can find them. So until next week, I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a great week and come join the conversation with us.